Welcome to the Shelf Warmers Podcast, the show about toys, why we like them, and their connection to bigger topics. I'm your co-host, Darby, and tonight we have a special guest. And I'm your co-host, Sugu. And join us tonight as we talk to uh, someone I met from Osaka Comic Con and dragged him on our show. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Sylvester. I'm the guy he dragged on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Perfect. begin by way of introduction i'm darby harn a freelance writer and editor and an independent author publishers weekly called my novel ever the hero an entertaining debut which uses superpowers as a metaphor to delve into class politics and an alternate america you can find more information about me and my books at darbyharn.com i'm also on twitter at darbyharn and i'm sugu your co-host i work in it and education and i'm also passionate about writing and story you can find some of my travel writings on allaboutjapan.com, where I've written various articles about my life and perspectives in Japan. Tonight, we brought on a special guest. Uh, this is Mark Sylvester from Crazy Clown Entertainment. Uh, we actually met at Osaka Comic Con a few weeks, um, a month back now, actually, and uh, wanted to bring him on. Mark is currently working on a project called Infinite. Uh, it's an animated series, a manga, and a children's book, and hopefully soon a short, a short film. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Subu. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was looking forward to it. So, welcome um, to the pod. Yeah. Thank you, Darby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, first, I guess, before we get started, is there anything um, you want to kind of start off with promotion or anything you wanted to tell us? Uh, promotion? Uh, mm. Yes, uh, the English version of the Infinite Chapter 1 will be available on uh, Amazon very shortly. We had okay. a few setbacks, so we couldn't edit that in time to post it. And the Japanese version is already live on Amazon. And uh, the second thing, I want to thank you guys for having me on your podcast. Oh, no worries. We were happy to have you. Uh, so your your manga is written in three languages, uh, Dutch, Japanese, and English? Uh, no, for now it's only in Dutch, uh, sorry, uh, English and in Japanese. Oh, okay. Why Japanese? I got to ask. Uh, the reason why I wanted to debut in Japanese was because um, the when I was growing up I had a lot of a lot of inspiration from uh, anime okay uh, let's see the first one was uh, Dragon Ball C and afterwards it was Naruto and Bleach in some sort of way but um, yeah. they inspired me to um, how should I say keep on going in hard times and uh, find some strength within you to just keep on the uh, fighting the fight of life all right call it that <laughs> fair enough yeah because like f uh just I, i'm not sure if our audience is aware but you're actually in holland right now yes yes so right now our podcast is um i'm in japan you're in holland and then darby is in america so we've got we're kind of all over the place right now so international yes <laughs> so um so but you guys okay, so, sorry Oh, sorry, so good. I, you, but you guys met at Osaka Comic Con. So, what what brought you to the Comic Con, Mark? Uh, the Comic Con. Um, the the long story or the short one? <laughs> uh, do time. the long one. Uh, yeah. uh, the long story. I uh, I wanted to. How should I say it? I spoke with a guy that the, the guy that actually made the storyboard for the for the script. And mm -hmm. he so he told me that I should be I should be more active at uh, conventions and uh, try to show the public the what I'm working on so people will know when it's finally there or then they they'll I have a a following instead of just waiting until it's finished and then trying to find a following for the product. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm gonna think about it. So after thinking about it a while and praying on it, I thought I got some some sort of. Uh, 
epiphany to call it that way <laughs> uh, why don't you go to japan the place where it all started and actually the the thing that inspired me to write so i said okay mm -hmm. then i'm gonna search for comic cards of comic conventions in japan and it just happened that osaka was the 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 the, the, the nearest so i decided you know what that i'm going to osaka comic card to debut mm -hmm. the first chapter of infinite oh, okay that's fantastic I, I gotta ask, how was the Comic Con for you? Uh, it was very enlightening. It was, uh, how should I say it? It was um, eye-opening, and I've, I've, if if there was any doubt about trying to make it in the anime world and manga world, or as a writer, in fact, I, all the doubt is gone. I just, it was uh, wel welcoming for the the people there, the the the. The, the way they reacted to the, the characters and the, the story. Some of them uh, 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 went through the, the manga that we had there. And mm -hmm. it was, uh, how should I say it? It was great. Uh, also, mm -hmm. we had to do a lot of uh, work from the time that we flew to Japan and the opening for the Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. And during that work, the editing, the getting ready to print the books and all of that, I I was there was actually no day that I would say I was tired. <laughs> really, I, wor I work yeah because I went with my wife and my kids two two ki two boys and my wife, and then she would say let's go sightseeing in the uh, during the day yep. and at night just like I do here at night that I started editing and uh, writing the Japanese text and uh, translating because. There was uh, some sort of malfunction with the first translation that we had, mm -hmm. so I had to I had to check everything and translate it again, and and I would stay up from, let's say, ten to six thirty in the morning, to wake yeah. up around Jeez. eleven, eleven thirty, <laughs> wake up eleven thirty again to do to do it all over again. So, and there was not one day that I that I said, you know what, I'm tired. So I thought, you know what. This is this is actually really what I want. Okay, that's good. And then to get the yeah, that's and then to get the people's response, it was like okay, I'm going for it. Yeah, that's amazing. So Osaka Comic Con was May fourth, fifth, and sixth. How long were you in Japan? Um, let's see. I was in Japan. I think we flew over uh, the twenty second. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, sorry. Let's. I think. It, I think it was the twenty second or of May or the twenty sixth. Yeah, the twenty second, and then we flew over to Tokyo, and then we were, we were two days in Tokyo, and from Tokyo we went to Osaka, uh, near Dotonbori, and from uh, Dotonbori we went to Osaka Bay area. Okay. So that's and uh, the day we went back was the day after the Comic Con. I think was the seventh. I think. Okay. Uh, right. the, the day after was the eighth. That it was my son's birthday. So we flew back to Holland on his birthday. <laughs> so uh, we, we asked the flight attendants if she if they could make uh, make it a bit special for uh, for him because it's his birthday. So they 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 helped us a lot. They 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 prepared a bag for him and they they had all the crew members uh, signed. Signed a signed a book and they gave it to him, yeah. so he was happy. Oh, cute! That's great. Yeah. So yeah. overall, it was a it was a very great experience. Okay, great, okay. great. I was just wondering. So um, I recently did my first convention too, Mark, uh, as as an author, and I kind of felt the same way. I didn't travel nearly as far as you did and put as much uh, work into it. I think, but so it was sort of validating your experience of going and meeting people and it sort of, you sort of felt like um, this is this you sort of felt like you confirmed your your ambition to be a writer yes yeah. yes yes so I, I was wondering because I on your blog you've got a really interesting post uh, from a couple years ago um, am I a writer and I was wondering I, I found it really interesting found it pretty familiar. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd want to maybe just talk about that for a second, like kind of what some of your thought process has been as you've been developing as a writer. That's an interesting question. Uh, let's see, the thought process. Uh, when I first started, it was, I think, uh, end of 2010, I think November or October. 
and uh, I finally understood the secret. You guys are familiar mm. with the secret. So I finally understood the secret and uh, uh, the guy in it, one of the guys, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names, but he talked about um, his chicken soup uh, recipe book of his chicken uh, soup. Chicken uh, soup for the soul? Yes, yes. Uh, yep. He talked about that and he thought, you know what, if I can sell an X amount and I have an X amount of money, and, uh, I thought, you know what, let's think about what I would do, uh, what I would like to do, even if I wouldn't get paid for it. So the answer that came to me was uh, fantasizing because I, I love to fantasize and that was the, the thing that I did most when I had heartache and I couldn't sleep. So I went into this uh, fantasy world where I had superpowers and I could help people, help my mother, help heartbroken people and you know just carry them over that, uh, that hump that they had in their lives at that moment. So I thought, you know what, I want to fantasize. But then I thought, but if I have children, I can't feed them on fantasy alone. So <laughs> I've, I either have to be, uh, uh, how should I say it, uh, someone that's uh, on the podium and just uh, improvises, uh, improv uh, actor or something like that, or I have to write it. So I decided, you know what, then I'm going to be a writer. So that's when I thought, you know what, writing is easy because I can, I can talk, so I think I can write. So I started writing. <laughs> It wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, you know what? I'm going to rest it for a while <laughs> after three months. And I was going to pick it back up when I came to Holland for work. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to pick it up then. And when I have saved a lot of money, of, or when I have saved some money, I can use that money to invest in uh, making an animation. Little did mm -hmm. I know that animation was that expensive <laughs> at that time. <laughs> and so... I picked back up the writing that I started uh, the first time, and that turned out to be uh, the logline for the story Infinite. Because I thought I already wrote a script. <laughs> but that, that turned out to be the logline. So uh, I then learned that um, I wasn't as advanced as I wanted to be, and I thought that writing was going to be easy. But um, having the, 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 the information in your brain is different from putting it on paper. And so yes. then I decided to, to, how should I say it, uh, study some people that already did it. Mm -hmm. And I looked at uh, one of Will Smith's videos where he got his brother-in-law into directing or writing, something like that. And he recommended uh, a few books. So I bought every book on the that he had uh, on the list that he showed to uh, that he showed to him and I bought uh, every book and I read what story story is the only one I read so I read story the first time I didn't understand a lot of it but I read it and I stopped and I started writing again then I started uh, I thought you know what I've read one book I know it all so I stopped, uh, stopped my day job and I stayed home to, uh, to write. And that's when I found out that I couldn't write yet. That was 2018. That I found out I could, I could, I could still write. I still couldn't write, sorry. Mm -hmm. So after I started working again, uh, I was disappointed. And that's where I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop writing because it, it gives me too much pain. But mm. after a, a few months, I saw, thought, nah, if I'm going to be older and I'm going to be done, uh, my body's going to be uh, all, uh, all out of energy and all of that, if I'm going to think <laughs> back and ask myself the question, what if I did it? Was, would, this, would, uh, would writing still be one thing that I wanted to do? So I thought, you know what? Yes, yes this would still be the thing that I wanted to do. So I said, you know what, I can't give up. This is a bump in the road, continue. And that's when I started uh, learning more and um, uh, following masterclass. I followed uh, Shonda Rhimes' masterclass on masterclass.com, I think, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and a few other writers. But hers was um, actually the, the one that stuck. So that's where Sean and Rhymes inspired because I knew Grey's Anatomy but I didn't know mm -hmm. the the person behind uh, mm -hmm. the story who created it and all of that so I thought you know what 
I'm gonna study more of these these person uh, people, and I'm gonna uh, how should I say it? Write more. Uh, sorry, uh, read more. Mm-hmm. That's where I I read story again, and I listened to the audio version, and I went to uh, uh, his seminar in London. And that's where I saw that there was a lot of change in the writing that I did before, before, and the writing that I'm doing now. So I, I can see some uh, improvements. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the short version of the answer is: um, as long as I keep going, they they say you have to have at least uh, ten thousand hours in it. Ten thousand hours of yep. uh, the thing that you love. So, the more I write, the better I get. So for folks listening at home, the storybook you're referring to, that's by Robert McKee, right? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Robert McKee. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty seminal book, I think, uh, and sort of like focusing on screenwriting. So is that, is that, and then Shonda Rhimes, obviously writing for TV. So was your early sort of focus, like you wanted to write for TV and movies or, or just kind of everything? Uh, yes, my, my first focus was I wanted to write my own um, anime. Okay. So I wanted to make my own series from the, the story that I had. Uh, I just wanted to make mm-hmm. my own animated series. But that is, uh, how should I say it, it's, it's uh, expensive. <laughs> right. so, and, and someone also said, uh, no one's going to trust you before you have proven what you can do. No one's going to trust you with uh, a few billions of their savings. <laughs> so just so you can experiment to be a, a writer or a producer or a director. <laughs> right. So taking back on all the things, I thought, you know what, this is gonna, this is all gonna be useful because uh, especially the Osaka Comic Con, the things that, uh, that, that we had to get in order for the Comic Con between, uh, let's say the 17th of April to the 5th of May, uh, we actually had to, from the storyboard to the finished product and uh, some smaller merchandise stuff, we had to do from the 17th of April to the 5th of May. Right, right. So then I saw at, at that short time, I thought, you know what? It's possible. It's, it's possible to get things done within a short period of time as long as you put in the hustle and you relentlessly call the, pe- the people that you think that could help and instead of being uh, what by nature is a bit uh, timid and shy and uh, in the background I just have to step forward and let my voice be heard and ask people hey can you do this and this and this I need this before this time and if you can do you have someone that can help me with it mm-hmm. or do you have a referral or something like that and that that small uh, growth spurt that was enough to opened my eyes to see it's actually possible and I just have to put in the hustle just find something find something with a deadline and hustle to get it (laughs) so you you need the deadline I've come to the conclusion that I need a deadline (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh like I remember when when I met you you had um little stickers right yes that were the characters from your project. Uh, did you do the drawing, the illustrations for that? Or like what part in the process are you focusing on? Um, I'm pro- uh, focusing on the business part mm-hmm. and the uh, creative part. But okay. the illustrations are drawn by, uh, I've met this, uh, how should I say it, an upcoming, upcoming artist um, via LinkedIn. Uh, I contacted a buddy of him to ask uh-huh. if he has uh, some time to do some character design for me. And he actually said, no, I, uh, he's busy, but he has a friend that could do it. So uh-huh. he referred me to uh, a friend of his, a, a, Ghani, a Ghanaian friend of his, uh, uh, Kofi Ofosu. Okay. So I've, I approached him and asked him if he was uh, available to do some character designs for me, and he said yes. And uh, I asked him to do the character, character design, and he's actually really good and so he did the character design and i love it okay yes it's uh i haven't approached him with uh the creation of the uh, manga pages Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but if there is a uh, that if when the funding for the animated series is in i want to i want to also ask him if he wants to join the team and uh maybe move to japan to work on the animated <laughs> series <laughs> cool. cool uh okay so on the creative side of it because you said you focused on the business side and the creative side the yes. creative side then you're you're mainly focusing on the writing aspect of it uh yes yes okay the writing and uh editing for now yep I was just say maybe we uh um could you maybe describe infinite for our audience like what is what is this story about that you're working on um so the yeah the story is about uh a young lover to call it that a young mm-hmm. lover and fighter who wants to save the love of his life from death by stealing back his uh infinite weapon a magical sword to uh from a malicious uh mutated samurai clan mutated okay. samurai yes <laughs> that's the first season <laughs> cool so the backstory is a bit of um, the uh, are you f- guys familiar with some of the biblical stories uh mm-hmm. some uh samson uh moses's mm-hmm. staff and all of that samson so with <laughs> cutting the hair right Yes, Samson Delilah. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So the 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 concept came from uh, let's say Samson's hair, where Del- Delilah had it cut off. Uh, what happened to the hair? Because uh, his blessing was in the hair and uh, all of that. But mm-hmm. if God God's blessing was on earth, then no one says that it was uh, that God uh, retrieved it from earth to put it back uh, with him. So. I've created the concept that uh, God's blessing, so the string that Samson had, was in the hair. And uh, when the hair got uh, brought away by the guy who cut it, or by Lila or something like that, then demons were after God's blessing so they could, uh, for example, use that to open uh, Hell's Gate or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they wanted God God's blessing. So God then created a tomb around uh, Samson's hair or something like that and only for the worthy humans to get his blessing and be able to uh, fight demons or get get a portion of the blessing that's a bit of the backstory of uh, how the tubes in the story are created so anyone who enters it has an opportunity to uh, get God's blessing and that is the infinite power they get from the uh, the weapons so actually th- it's not the per- the people that have infinite power but it's the their weapons granting infinite power to the people that wield them okay so uh, the main characters uh, Chubing and Emil I've recently changed the names uh, Chubing is my uh, father-in-law's name and Emil is my uh, my father's second name so okay. I changed the the names to those pe- uh, those characters so Chuming and Emil stumble into the weapons room and they both receive an infinite weapon. Weapon, sorry. And uh, the bad guy, uh, that's Akifumi, he's after the infinite weapon because he and a few others, they know that the weapons exist. And he's a power-hungry evil samurai who wants to uh, actually rule over the world and make them pay for what happened to his father. That's also backstory mm-hmm. that's going to be in the first uh, first season. And they accidentally stumble into the weapons room. They get the infinite weapons. And now they have to battle demons to get to uh, in order to get out of the tomb. And that's going to be the focus of the first 10 episodes to keep the audience hooked and make them, uh, how should I say it, interested in the progress of the season. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so that's a bit what, the first season is about. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Sounds interesting. Um, when you say season, are you talking uh, anime or manga? Uh, anime. And the manga is going to be in the just the... Um, uh, how should I say it? My cousin, just, my cousin just told me that I should, for now, for now uh, seeing the funding for the anime isn't there yet. And it's only, how should I say it... Uh, it's uh, hope that hasn't been <laughs> granted yet. So he said 
focus on uh, the manga and completing sure. the story for the manga. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, write it as if I'm writing it for the manga. Because what I mm-hmm. what I said to him before we started this, I told him I'm waiting on the writing the next episodes because if the funding comes, I want to put uh, ten of the best episodes out there so people are interested to get to see more. Yeah. So he said, you know what, just just focus on the manga, write the manga as you would write it if you, because you know you, you're going to make the first volume and that's about, um, yeah, that's about four episodes because okay. he said, you know, you, you know, you're going to make the manga. So just write the manga and afterwards you'll see what will happen for the anime. Yeah. So, so that's my next assignment. All right. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good strategy too, that create you know it sort of acts as sort of a calling card a proof of concept for your anime and that will help you especially as you go back to japan in 25 and you have you know if you have your manga uh uh, completed by then your volume completed by then you know people will see it and they'll be able to read it and they'll be like oh my god i want to i want to see this on screen you know so i think that's a good idea yeah true 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 on what you said darby that that means i should just even if I don't get the funding for the anime, then it would still be wise to be there with the manga or the World Expo with the manga. I, I think so. If that if you're really um, committed to seeing the anime, I, which I think is fantastic, um, I, I think having the manga is going to be a real, you're probably your best because it's so visual and especially with these genres. Um, there's so much transition back and forth between the two manga and anime and in, in most cases I think they most of the big properties exist in both forms I think um, so it's for you and you're starting out I think um, by having a really by having over here they just call it IP because everything is IP just having something there that people can kind of latch on to and then having it established and then it's also a way of just you're working, you're creating, and then you're getting your name out there, and and then it's it's it and it also is going to, especially if it sounds like you're seeking funding in Japan, you're seeking to create um, in Japan. It's probably my guess, um, not being super familiar with the industry, it's probably going to be your best calling card for you to sort of advertise this concept that you have, and also let people know that you can tell a story, you can complete a story. And then all the the high concept stuff that you just described, like very succinctly, you know, very, you know, it's all very interesting. It's all very um, compelling. Um, It's all right there. And you can explain that to potential people that may you may encounter, whether they're, they're, you know, they're maybe working in anime or they know people, you know, all of that stuff. So I think so. I think, you know, especially because it sounds like you're really creative. You really wanted just to get to it. So I would just say just write it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and no, I would say like you—you you already mentioned it earlier. A uh, few people are going to invest unless you have a product, right? They're—they're sure. they're not going to invest on in, on a hope and a prayer. So when you finish the manga, you have something to take to them and say, "Here it is. Give me money." True. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that insight. Because I, I was thinking if I don't get the funding for the anime, then I don't have a reason to go. But now I'm, uh, I'm armed with more uh, enthusiasm and uh, energy to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And next time in, you're in Japan, uh, hit me up. Let me know. Yeah, uh, I will. We can definitely meet up. So speaking of 2025, Darby had mentioned earlier that you're coming back to to Japan in 2025. I just wanted to kind of clarify all that. This is for the Osaka Exposition, the Japan Expo, I think? Uh, yes, uh, World Expo 2025 held That's in right. Osaka, I think, yes. With the crazy mascot that I've seen all over <laughs> around here. <laughs> it's like this weird red like loop that has eyes all over it. It's bizarre. But anyway, so that's the Japan Expo that's happening at Osaka in 2025. And Mark, you're planning to come for that uh, for that purpose, right? Yes. Sorry. Uh, before Darby uh, gave me the advice, I was only planning to come if I got the funding for the series. Mm-hmm. But now I'm uh, 
planning to come. So I'm gonna see what uh, what they need from me to be at the convention. Yeah. That's uh, two years thank away. You, you've thank got you time. for that. Yeah. And what is your uh, what are you planning to do at the expo? Um, seeing it, uh, let's say it takes about a month to make uh, one chapter. So I'm gonna try and be there with uh, the first volume of Infinite the series. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna also try and get um, one of the other stories that I was gonna try and launch next year. Gonna get a few chapters of that one also. That one's called Cloud Five Four One Seven O. For now, that's uh, the working title. Okay. And I'm gonna try and get a get a few chapters of that one in as as well. Okay, and so this is a different series than Infinite. Uh, yes, yes, okay. this is a different series. But I have to, uh, uh, how should I say it? I have to talk to my uh, advisor before I start a new project. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I, I understand that. <laughs> okay, so tell me about Crazy Clown Entertainment. What, uh, what is, that's the business arm? Uh, what's, what is it? Crazy Cloud Entertainment is a name I came up with when I was younger. I actually just like the name Crazy Cloud because mm -hmm. uh, people said, you're like a cloud. So I, I decided, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to use the name Crazy Cloud. I used it as my gamer name a few times. Uh -huh. And when I decided to open my, vi my business, I discussed it with a friend of mine. And he said, um, it's actually not that compelling to investors. So after a few years, I, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to still stick with Crazy Clown because I wanted another name, but it's already taken, uh, Puzzle Piece Entertainment. Uh, I tried to give that, uh, that was going to be, how should I say it? Uh, let's see, let's say if you see your life as a puzzle, puzzle and you want to complete that puzzle, you need uh, God in your life. So that was going to be the, the, how should I say it? Uh, the idea behind puzzle piece and entertainment so you actually need that one piece to complete your life okay so but that was already taken so i decided you know what that i'm gonna still go with crazy clown entertainment and then i decided you know what what does it mean to be actually crazy clown entertainment so in the society we live in um, people tend to keep to the rules that are placed by the government, your parents, the people around you and all of that. But let's say you let's say you have a creative background or in your head you know you have a lot of stories. And uh you make funny sounds around people like bloop 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 and they're gonna say, you know what, that guy's crazy. They gotta lock you up. But without analyzing why you make those sounds that you have a creative brain and you're actually in a whole fantasy world while and being happy and in the zone. People don't analyze that. They just call you crazy because you make crazy sounds and you don't fit in, in the, the, the community that you live in or something like that. So being at school and making those sounds, not that people locked me up, but making those sounds because I was happy and in my fantasy world all the time, people called me crazy. So. Uh, being constricted, the crazy, co the crazy part, crazy cloud entertainment. Being constricted in a community that has a lot of rules and uh, guidelines, and if you don't abide by those, you're called different. And actually, the 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 logo is also a clown that is constricted, crazy clown. Uh, the things that make us happy are also the things that constrict us, constrict us to uh, actually. Uh, not do because we try to fit in a fit into a community that wants us to be different. So that's what I, that's what the perp the the meeting after Crazy Clown is. I it's a bit all over the place because I have to define it a bit more. But that's a bit uh, of the meeting about uh, Crazy Clown Entertainment. All right. At least the Crazy Clown part. And right now it's uh, it's just you or you have. Uh what an illustrator as well or uh yes i i write the stories and i have a illustrator that's in uh indonesia mm -hmm. and he illustrated the first uh chapter of the manga 
And I had a Dutch partner or a Dutch uh, illustrator that did the storyboard, but he is a bit occupied with his own um, uh, his own work. He's also working on uh, on a comic as well. Mm-hmm. So for the next chapter, I'm gonna try and find another sto- uh, artist to do the storyboarding, and then stick with the first artist to do the uh, the illustrations for the manga. All right. You've got a lot on your plate. I've got a, v- <laughs> I got a lot on my plate, and I'm trying to stay consistent on and uh, post on social media and keep the Twitter active and be on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, connecting with other people, but mm-hmm. and also have a, a, let's say a six to four or six to five day job. So it's uh, it's a lot. Yes, 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 it is. Trying to balance on the court, plus a family. <laughs> Plus the family, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, so yes, it's a. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot, but uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. you're fine. Uh, I see on your website that there are three other people at Crazy Clown. You've got a web designer, a co-host, and an illustrator. Um, have you thought about uh, someone who to manage the marketing for you? Someone to just do the Twitter so you don't have to. Uh, yes, my wife did that a, a while ago uh, when the when we finished the children's book. Mm-hmm. I, I asked her if she could do the the social media marketing and, and all of that, and she actually did it for about a half a year, and we sold. Let's say we sold ten books okay. for people that uh, that we reach via social media. Yeah, and she she said it's a lot of work, and after that moment. She realized how, what I meant with uh, it's a lot of work getting, just breaking through and uh, getting it done. Yeah. And she, after that moment, she was a bit more understanding, but she decided that she's not going to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't blame her. Social media marketing is so outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, it's, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, very, so no. Very challenging. Yeah, it's it's it is very challenging, but uh, so no, um, no, I don't have a separate person to do mm-hmm. uh, the marketing. Okay, and and then I just wanted to ask another question. So you're writing in Japanese, like you said, translating, but you're actually doing that yourself. Uh, no, yes okay. and no. <laughs> um, so what I did, I I hired a a, a lady. Um, to translate the script for me into the dialogue into Japanese. Okay. So she did that, and I thought everything was cool because I checked a few. I uh, yeah, I checked a few of the sentences on Google Translate, mm-hmm. and the random sentences sentences that I took were great. They okay. Were good. So I thought, you know what? When the, the the English version is done and the drawings are made, I'm just gonna copy paste uh, the text into the the word clouds but that wasn't the case so when i was in japan i came to the conclusion because uh for uh, for instance one sentence was uh well if if that isn't our uh if if that isn't our faithful leader or something like that but what it what the translation said was if that isn't our faithful husband uh okay <laughs> okay so so that was one of the things that Friday night, I th- and uh, uh, I think it was Friday night, and the Monday after, the books were supposed to be printed. So I spent the whole weekend using uh, ChatGPT, using the English, uh, the Japanese version, uh, uh, putting it in ChatGPT, translating it to English, and afterwards putting the Japanese version, if ChatGPT translated it, put it in Google, Google and mm-hmm. then translate it to Japanese. And I would get a whole different sentence. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to use the Japanese version, put that in, uh, sorry, use the English version, translate that from ChatGPT to Japanese, and then put the Japanese version into Google because the ChatGPT version would be complete sentences. Yeah. But the the word cloud in uh, in the manga, it's smaller than, so you can't, I can't fit a complete sentence in there. So 
the sentence is gonna be cut off at a certain certain point. Mm-hmm. And if I paste it in Google, then Google cuts it off at the points that uh, that the sentence is oh, okay to cut off. Because if you cut it off at the wrong point, you get a different word with the katakana and the yeah. with the with the set. So I had to do that for all the sentences and then copy paste, copy paste, yeah. copy paste, copy paste. Have you ever heard of something called Depot? Depot? Yeah. No, not yet. D e e p l dot com i I believe um they're also a language translator program they come i I believe it's actually from japan uh so their their main uh, automatic translator is japan and english okay nice so yeah deeple is getting really big news out here as like accurate japanese translations so you might want to take a look at them Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm definitely going to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it saves me all the work, uh, then I'm definitely going to do that. Yes. You, you can also upload Microsoft Word documents and it'll translate the whole document. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's better. Yes, yes, yes. Now, of course, as with all of the ma- machine learning or machine translation, you you got to be wary about the translations. You can't just trust it. Right, you've got to yeah. kind of double check all that, but true, true. Yeah, There's yeah. My my man. work uses uh, Sorry. people. Sorry, Darb, go ahead. This <laughs> is a completely random aside, but there was a little bit of a controversy yesterday because the French uh, movie poster for the upcoming Barbie movie. Um, the wording on the poster, um, the French translated the original English literally. Which led to some, <laughs> I won't repeat it here, but if you guys want to go on Twitter and figure that out. Um, well, what's the original English? Um, I think I think it is, her name's Barbie and he's just Ken or something like that. Uh-huh. So Barbie does something and he's just Ken. But the French poster, Ken's doing something else, which led to some insanity yesterday on Twitter. Check it out, but the perils, as you were just saying, of uh, relying on the <laughs> on the translation. Yeah. So. True, true, true. Especially English and Japanese, like French, Spanish. You know, the Romance languages they're a lot more connected. Uh, yes. Even Dutch, German, and English they're a lot more connected, right? But yes. English and Japanese there is very little congruence between them as, as a language. So. Uh, yeah, there's been several times in my work where uh, people will use Deeple and they'll just translate, but they don't check it. They just send it out. And for the most part, it's okay. We can get a rough idea of what things are supposed to be. But then there's a few awkwardness that I just... Because, like, for me, I end up reading both. I, I read the original language, and if that's Japanese, like, okay, I got to look it up in Japanese. Just to kind of understand what they're actually trying to get across. Yeah, but yeah, apparently Deeple is a quite highly praised uh, uh, computer translation software. Well, with Japanese. So, so yeah, is that like free, out. or do you have to pay for it? I'm sorry. Is that free, Sugu, or do you have people have to pay for it? Uh, Deeple is free. The website itself is free, and you, it can do sentences and chunks of languages for free. But the uploading of the Microsoft document costs. I want to say it's five dollars okay. a year, something like that. But oh, that's um, not too bad. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's quite reasonable. Um, but yeah, like the you can go to the text box and upload or copy paste uh, something like two up to two paragraphs, something like there. Like you can do a lot more than Google Translate. Um, and then if you want to upload the uh, document then that you have to pay for that okay yeah i'm, go- I'm definitely gonna t- uh, check it out i wrote it down so I'm yeah, gonna, yeah I'm absolutely gonna see. i also contacted the dutch embassy in uh yeah from here to japan and they said they had some translator because i also wanted to be with a translator on the comic-con mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one of the interns that was at the embassy in uh japan uh, she or he recommended um, um, a guy that lived in uh, Japan. 
So that was the the translator that I was I was with a translator on the Comic Con, and that was the translator I was with. So uh, his name is Terry, and he also t- took a look at uh, the translation, and he he uh, how should I say it? He he edited a few things for me yeah. as well. So uh, yeah. he he also did a great job, and he he's uh, he's born in Korea. He speaks Chinese and Japanese and English and okay. Korean. So he's uh, he's a great guy. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I mean, in my, in my opinion, a person doing the translator is is way better than machine translation. Yes. So if you can True. rely on a person, that would be better anyway. Um, and also, he speaks. You said Korean, Chinese, Japanese, and English. Yes. CGKA, yes. Uh, CGK English. Okay. And then also, I I gotta ask, how many languages do you speak, Mark? Ooh, uh, let's see, Dutch, English. I think I at least I think I speak English. I don't know if it's very good, but <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, here. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then you have uh, uh, Surinamese. That's um, I'm from uh, South America, Suriname. Okay. And then you have Surinamese there, and let's see, Dutch, English, Surinamese. I'm taking some uh, Japanese lessons on Duolingo. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to get that under uh, under control and a, a small bit of uh, Spanish. Okay. How is Surinamese different from Spanish? Because if you're uh, in South America, wouldn't the languages have been, end up being pretty close to each other? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Because uh, in the history, in, in the colonial time, uh-huh. uh, that I t- I think uh, Suriname was first. Uh, I'm not sure about it because I lost track of my history. But I think Suriname was first a colony of uh, sp- the Spanish, uh-huh. and then the colony of the Dutch. Then from the for I think from the British, and then to the Dutch again. Okay. So. In the historical times, all the 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 slaves that would run away from the from the pl- uh, plantations, they would uh, or where when they were on the plantations, they would create their own language so the the colonizers wouldn't be able to understand them. Yep. So that's that's how the Surinamese language was language was uh, was made. Okay. So it's a mix. It's a mixture between Dutch, uh, Spanish, and English. I see. Interesting. Yeah, but our uh, but our neighbor's native language is. I'm sorry. Uh, our native language is Dutch. Okay. Okay. So, because I'm not familiar, um, is is Surinamese kind of like uh, like Creole, which is its own language, but it has a roots in colonizer language. Uh, yes, I would. I would have to say so. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. A, a bit like it. Yes. Okay. Sound you different. Were, you were born in Holland, or born in Suriname? I was born in uh, Suriname, and okay. when I was about twenty-nine, I moved here for my girlfriend, who's now my wife. I see. I see. Okay, so you lived in Suriname for majority most of, your of life. my life. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, yes. Yes. So. So uh, that's when I came here, to at least, yeah, to Holland and, uh, yeah, and then uh, started to pursue uh, family and uh, writing career. Uh-huh. Well, definitely congratulations and good luck to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How do you find transplanting yourself from Suriname to Holland? Like, for me, I did that when I was 24. I moved from America. I, I lived in America my whole life. And then at 24, I moved to Japan and then just stayed. Uh, yeah. I've been here now nearly 20 years. Um, so, like, I'm always curious about other people who have also made these giant moves. How do you find, like, your life? Uh, let's see. Um, when I started working for a international company in uh, Suriname, it's uh, a Dutch company. They settled there, and um, I did. I'm still doing civil engineer work. I'm a land surveyor. Oh, okay. So, right. 
Yeah, so when, uh, when they came, they needed uh, two people to go to Holland for, uh, how should I say it, uh, internship. A two, week, uh, two weeks uh, speed course on working with uh, uh, GPS, just uh, land surfing with GPS and uh, total station. So we came here for two weeks, a friend of mine and I, and I thought the pace at, at which they were working it, it suited me because um, it was much faster and uh, much more developed and in comparison to what we had in Suriname. So mm -hmm. I said, you know what, I think uh, I want to come here after after the project in Suriname was done. I wanted to come here for work. So okay. they told me, they told me, yes, all right. It's uh, that was 2009. So they told me, OK, it's OK if uh, after the project in Suriname, you can come and work for us in Holland. So. Uh, I've actually been mentally preparing since uh, 2000, uh, begin, begin or mid 2010, that after the project in Suriname, I was going to uh, the Netherlands to work. So mm -hmm. I, I actually had 2000, from 2010 to 2014, I had a, a, a long time to adjust to the to the concept that I was going to another country. So. Um, that I think that made it a bit more uh, manageable. Yeah, and you if mentioned that earlier that some of your family is also there. Is it easy to travel from Suriname to Holland and back and forth? Uh, it's easy, but it's expensive. Cause, uh, okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's easy, but uh, it's expensive because you only have two airlines that fly fly this route, uh -huh. so they actually have some sort of a part partnered mode of monopoly on the on the fly route so they they can they can just uh they can give you any price and if you don't want it there is no other option so it's uh mm. it's 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 about a eight to nine hour flight okay but it's uh it's a bit expensive to go and now we have a, now that i have a family it's uh we have to travel with four people yep. during the high season so it's uh <laughs> yeah right right I'll just call them via WhatsApp, so <laughs> my family <laughs> via WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's fascinating. Like, I'd love to talk to you more about kind of that kind of stuff, like uh, how, you finding, how you're finding your transplanted country and stuff. Just because, like, I have a lot of my own notes as well about living here. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm also now mentally preparing to, to move to Japan and uh, create... Uh, create animated series and mangas there so that's yeah, that's definitely. the next uh, mental preparation stage that i'm in now <laughs> yeah definitely uh, when you come to japan like just let me know uh, i'm happy to kind of meet up with you i definitely will yes i also was in uh, new york last year okay. for uh meet and greet flew in flew flew for a uh, meet and greet to new york just to meet some uh, people and afterwards, uh, in November again, uh, for a, a festival, a film festival, by a pitch pitch film festival in uh, uh, Al Albany. Okay. I was uh, mm. one of the semi 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 finalists of the for the pitch competition. This oh, the congrats. same script that I'm uh, thank you thank you the same script that I uh, mm. that I turned into the manga. Oh, cool! Yeah, cool. congratulations. Yes, is there um, is there any way that we can watch the film? Uh, the film? Yeah. The one no, it was uh, uh, no, it was just the uh, pitch deck for the for the script. Oh, okay. So okay. you could yeah. so yeah, so I could uh, get an opportunity to pitch the script and uh, for two potential buyers or okay. investors that I wanted to. I think it's fantastic what you're doing, Mark. You, you've got a lot going on. You're very ambitious. I really dig it. Um, so I wish you all the best, man. I wish you all the success. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, definitely come to Japan. Uh, it'd be great. Yes, yes. You said you're studying Japanese through Duolingo right now. Yes. How's your Japanese? It's uh, <laughs> how should I? I actually, when I was in Osaka, I, I I thought, you know what? Today's today. I'm gonna ask someone where the convenience store is. But the first day we came into Osaka Bay, uh -huh. 
So I, I asked them, uh, uh, I, made, I, I bowed to them, I said, Konnichiwa, konbiniwa doko deska. And he started to launch Japanese at me. I was like, oh, oh, oh so, so sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would have to say it's, um, it's at the beginning of the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me uh my first day on uh my first day working when I first came to Japan back in 2004. Um I asked someone because I I'd, I'd done the same thing. I had practiced where is where is where is. And so I was going to my school and it was suppo- they told me that my school is only 5 minutes away from the bus stop. 20 minutes later, I'm still not at the school. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not doing something right. So sure. I did the same thing. I said, uh, you know, where is my school? And the person who talked to me just kept saying my name over and over and over. Suga, 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 suga. I'm like, how do you know me? <laughs> Since you know me, you know where I'm supposed to be. Can you just take me there? Um, so to explain all that, you've got to understand that my name, Sugu, in Japanese is a normal word. So Masugu means go straight. And that's what she was saying. Masugu, Masugu, Masugu. Like go straight, go straight, go straight. Because you've got a long way to go. And I didn't understand any of that because I didn't know anything. So I was like, uh, why are you saying my name? But it wasn't my name. She was just telling me to go straight for like 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, they'll try to help you in, uh, how should I say it, in any way possible. But, the best uh, way they can. <laughs> yes, true. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice culture. I love it there. We've but little there by little, you'll get there. Yes, 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 yes. So I've got another website for you. Um, I go, I have weekly Japanese lessons uh, with preply.com, P-R-E-P-L-Y. And they basically you can get a one-on-one Japanese tutor. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's quite useful. I really enjoy my lessons as well. So. Oh, yeah, I see it. Gotta, I'm gonna try that one as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, because I, I, I'm not sure about Duolingo, but in the circles that I've seen, Duolingo for Japanese has a lot of limitations. Um, just because of like who's doing it and who's like who's checking your writing. So yep. I'm not entirely sure. I, I'll be honest, I don't know. Uh, but I do use Preply, and that's again one-on-one conversation a one-on-one person that can that can work with you yeah i've got to try it thank you yeah yeah absolutely all right so uh is there anything else mark that you'd like to kind of talk to us about or do you kind of want to let us know uh from my point uh no not yet not yet Hmm. not yet but I'll, i'll definitely keep you guys posted yeah, and hopefully we can come back on uh, later on. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That will be great. Yeah, come back anytime. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that my uh, sound is working uh, from the <laughs> get go. <laughs> uh, no worries, no worries. We've we've dealt with all sorts of stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, very nice of you guys to have me, and uh, I appreciate the time you made to. Uh, to ask uh, a lot of questions and get to know me and uh, yeah and uh, for the advice you guys gave the advice both of you gave to me it's uh, it's gonna be very helpful uh, no worries no worries wish you all the best uh, come back anytime it was great to meet you and finally yes. you know, yes. talk in detail true, um, true. Thank you so again much. the project is infinite and it is right now it is a manga and soon to be anime and you'll be coming to japan in 2025 yes yes all right so check out and you can uh, and you can buy the english version uh, shortly on amazon kindle amazon.com or uh, just yes. all all the amazons 
Uh, all the Amazons. The English, okay. the Japanese version is all already on there, and uh, the English version is gonna be published very soon. Okay. And this is only uh, Kindle only edition, or is there a paper version as well? Um, for now, it's the Kindle only edition. If okay. if there is go- if I'm gonna be at another Comic Con or another convention, then I'm gonna print a few uh, uh, a few books for the for that convention. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, your website, Mark. Oh, sorry. Is your your website no, is ahead. crazyclown.com. Is that right? Uh, yes, uh, crazy okay. clown with an E at the end. Yes. The, the, the E is e for entertainment. End. Yes, it's for entertainment. And, and people can find all your social media stuff through there and your web shop and everything. So check that out. We'll put a link in the description as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. It was great to talk to you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thank you, Darby. Thank you, Thank you for you coming soon. on. Thank yep. you. Till next time. Yeah. Cheers. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That'll do it for today, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, I'm Darby Harn, and you can find more information about me and my books at my website, darbyharn.com. I'm also on Twitter at Darby Harn. Sugu, how can they find out more about us in the podcast? You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach us at our email address, shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Send us feedback about the show, your thoughts, opinions, recommendations, and insights on our perspectives. We're always happy to hear from you, our audience, and we'd love to share your opinions on our next show. Again, that's shelfwarmers at gmail.com. And if email isn't your thing, we're also on Twitter. You can reach us at shelfwarmers. Give us a holler. We have new episodes every Friday. As always, remember to stay safe, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and get vaccinated when you can. Stick around to listen to a free clip of more content from us. Subscribe today and you can hear the rest of the following and more. Bye-bye.